Our sponsor today is one of the premier independent labels in the world, DFA Records, based out of downtown New York City and co-founded by James Murphy of LCD Sound System. DFA Records is proud and excited to release the second album from Greek singer-songwriter, production guru, and all-around genius savant Larry Gus. His new album is entitled I Need New Eyes. This new album sees Larry Gus moving slowly out of his sample bass roots and now using clearer songwriting structures as his starting point. His lyrics stare intensely into obsessions, anxieties, and inadequacies while the music he makes takes on vibrant, sunny, psychedelic pop, percussive, polyrhythmic drums and multi-layered dense arrangements before many critics have compared Larry to everyone from Mad Lib to Caribou to Panda Bear. It is safe to say on this new album, Larry Gus has truly found a voice of his own. This fall, Larry will be on tour with the DFA alumni Yacht Inn. October and November, playing both East and West Coast, as well as a very special performance at the DFA Halloween party at Palisades in Brooklyn, New York. Larry Gus's new album is available for sale in multiple formats, including limited pressings on blue vinyl, red vinyl, black vinyl, CD, and digital. DFA Records has been releasing music since 2001, including such iconic indie dance bands as LCD, Sound System, The Rapture, Yacht, Holy Ghost, Hot Chip, Factory Flaw, and The One McLean. Visit the DFA online store at store.dfarecords.com for more details and to order your copy today. And for 20% off your online order, use coupon code GILBERT at the DFA store. Frank's amazing colossal obsessions. I'm here with my co-host Frank Santo Padre. I haven't seen you in a while. How have you been? 
Uh, well, I've been searching for Papillon Susu. <laughs> I may have a reference for, for you. Yeah. I may have a Papillon you, Susu. You, you have a link to I have, Papillon Susu. I have a piece of information. Yeah. For, yeah. for you people out there, uh, she was the girl, the Vietnamese girl in full metal jacket who goes, Me so horny. Me love you wrong time. <laughs> Yes, and Ken, you told me several weeks ago that you thought she would make a good guest. Yes. So we put the word out. Okay. And no one, the closest some, uh, someone has come to to identifying her whereabouts is someone wrote me to say she was living in London. Yeah. She had a website up until about five years ago, <laughs> which does us no good. Uh, I'm going to call the Screen Actors Guild and see if we can get uh, yeah. any kind of uh, satisfaction there. But I'm not sure she's in the business anymore. Yeah, somehow I don't think <laughs> if she hasn't worked in the past 30 years. And once she hears this, <laughs> she's definitely yeah. not coming back. So, I, But I know Pappy Han Susu uh, listens to my podcast. Really? Only. Yes. <laughs> That's how she learned English. <laughs> 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 well, we'll keep trying. Okay. If anybody knows where to find Papillon Susu from Full Metal Jacket, please get in touch with us <laughs> through Facebook or Twitter. Because you... me so horny. <laughs> <laughs> you want to start us off this week, Mr. Okay. Mr. PC? All right. I think this is one I I haven't recommended before. I hope not. Okay. Because at, we'll, after this... We'll stop tape and start again. If yeah. I, or I'll just start recommending Ernest Goes to Camp. <laughs> and uh, I, I, that means I've given up. Okay. I know I've recommended a movie by Jack Nicholson and another movie by with Randy Quaid... Oh, I know where you're headed with this. And another movie that had Michael Moriarty. The Jack Nicholson one was uh, King of Marvin Gardens. Correct. The Randy Quaid one was uh, The Apprenticeship of Duddy Kravitz. Correct. And the Michael Moriarty one. Bang the drum slowly. Bang the drum slowly. Okay. This is another movie from the 70s. Can I guess? Okay. Is it The Last Detail? Yes. Oh. Yes. I love that picture. The Last Detail. This is where uh, Jack Nicholson and another... He's a Marine. Right. And he and another Marine have to take um, uh, uh, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid is like, you know, uh, like he's got mental problems. Mm -hmm. He's backwards. I'm talking about Randy Quaid, not the character in the movie. Yeah. That character in the movies, a Rhodes Scholar. Before he was making sex tapes and putting political masks on his wife. I get it. But yeah, he plays this like really backwards character with mental problems. Who who just like tries to steal some some money from like some uh, jar of, of coins or whatever, and it was the uh, captain's wife's favorite charity, so they decide to throw the book at him, and Nicholson and this other marine have to go uh, cross country. They have to, to escort him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and it's just the trip. Uh, all the way across country on trains and buses. 
and it's all very, very depressing and very down. And uh, and along the way, the things that happened, how how they start getting close to him, mm-hmm. actually, and and he starts opening up, and it, it's it's one of those great seventies. It's a uh, character study. Yeah, yeah, yes, and it's a character study and road picture in one, and it's got that just depressing feel about it. Yeah. That's, Written by Robert Town, I think. Uh, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Now, and was this Hal Ashby? Hal Ashby. Yeah, Hal Ashby, who we've talked about on the show. I talked about being there. Yeah, and how he died young and and tragically. Yeah, after making some great films like Shampoo and and Bound for Glory, <clears throat> and and uh, being there in the last detail. And oh, and one thing I Howard remember Maud. about the last detail is Nicholson curses a lot in yeah. the picture. And they purposely staged some of it that he would be turning his head when he cursed. So when it would be on TV or if they wanted to change it for the movies, oh, interesting. they could dub in. Right. You couldn't see you know, the, yeah. Oh, like fudge you or yeah. something. It's like trying to watch Goodfellas on, uh, on, oh, on regular oh television. Hey, freak you, yeah, man. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. That's a good picture. Yeah. Written by Robert Town, directed by Ashby. And uh, Quaid is fun. I mean, we talked about Quaid. I've mentioned Paper Moon on the show, too. And we've talked about when Quaid had a career. Oh, yeah. When he wasn't in this kind of paranoid, you know, squatting in people's houses. And, and uh, Yeah, and a respectable consp- career. Yeah. And you didn't work with him in your travels? Uh, I, I worked with him uh, in, a, in one of the last of the horrible Rodney Dangerfield films. Uh-oh. Was that Molly Sparks? Uh I don't know if he was in Wally Sparks. He could have been in that, too. But he was in Back by Midnight. Oh, were you talking? Is that the one with the monkey? Uh, no. No, no. That's, that's, that's Funky Monkey. I apologize. <laughs> Please. You know, you should have some respect for my career. <laughs> don't confuse Back by Midnight with Funky Monkey. What was the plot of Back by Midnight? Uh, back by Min, you know, I never saw Back by Midnight, <laughs> okay, and check- I don't think it ever made it to any theater. I hope the check cleared. And and I think the only country uh, it it may have played in was the one that Papillon Susu. <laughs> oh, it played is, in. Yeah. played in Laos. She was the only person. <laughs> Papillon Susu is the only person. She played in Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> And and so yeah, Randy Quaid was in that. Yeah, and I think he was supposed. I was supposed to be like the security at a department store. And uh, Rodney Dangerfield was an escaped convict, and I never saw the. Wow. I don't think I've I've seen two seconds. I never even heard of it until you brought it up on a previous I, show, I, and I thought I knew Rodney's career pretty yeah, well. Yeah, I never even saw a trailer for it. And what is the other uh, thing that you and Randy Quaid have in common? Uh, that both of us went totally crazy <laughs> and went to Canada to hide out. <laughs> that you're both squatters. <laughs> it's actually that you're both former SNL cast members. That's right. Yeah, he was in the first he, year that Michaels came back in 85. That, that weird, that weird yeah. year that had um, uh, uh, Robert... Robert Downey, Ta- Townie, Robert Downey, yeah. Robert, Robert Townsend would have been a better Robert, choice. Robert Townsend, yeah. yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Right, um, 
Anthony uh, Michael Hall. Yeah, Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, 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 Cusack. Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack. Yeah, uh, Billy... Uh, uh, no, uh, Billy Saluga. Billy Saluga. <laughs> well, uh, you can call me Ray, and you can call me Jay, but <laughs> live from New York. <laughs> what a kill to see Billy Saluga on SNL. No, Terry Sweeney. Terry Sweeney, yeah. Right. And, and uh, d- d- oh, God, the host of the Academy Awards. Uh, 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 Billy Crystal? Billy Crystal. No, he was in the previous. He was in Ebersol. Oh, he was in the Ebersol. He was in the Ebersol with, with Harry but Shearer. But didn't he stay over for the no, next... No, when Michaels came back in 85, he brought back this weird... It was Nora Dunn yeah. and Joan Cusack. I think Nora Dunn was that early. I could, I could be wrong. It was, it was uh, Terry Sweeney who did Nancy Reagan. Oh, yeah. That was his big thing. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall, Robert Downey, uh, Randy Quaid, we mentioned... Um, who am I leaving out of this? Damon Wayans. Oh, yes, yes. Who got fired because he was playing a cop in one scene and he was angry about something. So he played the cop as flamingly gay. And after that, uh, he right. got fired. I think Lovitz and Nora Dunn were, oh, the, were the, yeah. the two that carried over when they realized that the actor experiment yeah. wasn't going to work. And and it's what was so funny. I remember in the cast I was in, it was so idiotic that the critics were saying, oh, they, why did they hire them? We don't know who they are. Totally forgetting. That's that, right. Nobody knew Gilda yeah. and right. Yeah. Who the hell knew John Belushi? Right. Or Billy Crystal or, uh, no, uh, John Belushi Aykroyd, or, yeah. or uh, Bill Murray right, or right, uh, right. Gilda Radner. No one knew who the hell these people were. And now this was an experiment to get people who were known. And right. it just was weird. Didn't work. Yeah. Didn't work. It only they, they were only there for one year. The Gilbert Gottfried Amazing Colossal Podcast Producer of the Month is DFA Records. Thank you, DFA Records. Be just like DFA Records and get rewarded for supporting our podcast. Head over to patreon.com slash Gilbert Gottfried. For a set amount each month, you can get some colossal benefits, such as access to new podcast episodes before anyone else, early access to tickets to live podcast tapings, exclusive video hangouts, and just added, I will record a personalized roast of you and only you so you can share with your friends me telling you what a schmuck you are. Well, I don't have to join Patreon for that. And you don't have to pay me either (laughs) because you are a schmuck. That I do for free. I want no money. That's my... I just speak the truth. I'm so blessed. You are a schmuck. So go to patreon.com slash Gilbert Gottfried. That's Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Gilbert Gottfried. 
thank you for your generosity. And thank you, DFA Records. The Last Detail. Good movie, and there's a connection to my movie. And, you know, we don't tell each other what the films are, but Robert Town, who wrote The Last Detail, also was one of the writers on mine, which is a movie I think you know. Uh, We were talking about political paranoia thrillers. Last week I talked about The Day of the Jackal. Yeah. You also recommended The Conversation. Oh, yes. And we've talked about that, how it's a whole subgenre. yeah. Yeah, those 70s movies. This one is uh, Warren Beatty. 1974. I'm going to see yeah. if you know it. Uh, William Daniels is in it. Ah. Not John Hillerman. Yeah. Captain Nice. Captain Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's called The Parallax View. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know it. Yeah. 1974. And, and for those William Daniels fans out there, look, it's the man who flies around like an eagle. <laughs> look, it's the man who hates all that's illegal. Who is this man with arms built just like hammers? That's just a nun who flies around in pajamas. That's, that's no, no nut, son. That's, that's Captain Nice. Created by Buck Henry. Yes. Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Um, the parallax view, uh, Beatty plays a, a reporter uh, investigating the assassination of a, of a presidential candidate. And it's not so loosely based on the actual Robert F. Kennedy assassination. Oh, yeah. And that there's supposedly a second gunman. And uh, I don't know how much you remember about the movie. Uh, Beatty's terrific. Uh, it, he's, how do I explain it? I mean, this is one of those movies I don't want to say a, a, a terrible amount about because it's, it's all about surprises and, and twists and turns, this movie. He's a reporter who winds up faking his own death to apply to this thing called, this, this, uh, this shadow organization called the Parallax uh, Corporation, which is a firm that recruits political assassinations. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. And um, he gets in a little bit too deep and uh, I don't want to say a hell of a lot about it um, because there's nothing I can say about this that won't give away the whole plot. But I was doing a little research on it today and reading about the, uh, the Robert F. Kennedy assassination, and there were definite parallels. Oh, yeah. And it was written by the great Lorenzo Semple Jr., who wrote the Batman pilot, the oh, original wow. Batman pilot in 1966. And we've had just about everybody from Batman. That's on. right. Yeah. He, wrote, uh, he also wrote a movie called Pretty Poison. Which is a movie oh, I know with, you with uh, Tuesday Well and Tony and Tony Perkins. Yes, and he wrote the Drowning Pool for Paul for uh, for Paul Newman. Uh, That's where he was. That de- was he that detective Harper. again? Yeah, Harper. Harper. Yeah. yeah, he wrote Three Days of the Condor, which is another paranoia oh, yes. kind of a thriller. Another great seventies. Sidney Pollock, and uh, you'll love this. He also wrote Papillon. Oh. <laughs> not, not to be Susu. confused yes. with Papillon Susu, Correct. who will be on my show any day now. Any day. Yes. So Robert Town uh, was one of the writers on this. It was directed by um, the late Alan Pakula, and it was part of what they called his paranoia trilogy, All the President's Men, The Parallax View, and Clute. Yes. And this is the only one that didn't make any money, uh, maybe because it was just a little too dark. But it's too bad, because it's a, a very rewarding film, and uh, Beatty himself was, was part of the RFK campaign and was supposedly so shocked by the killing uh, that he was inspired to make this film with, with, uh, with Pakula. And uh, it's funny, Man- Manchurian Candidate, right. another one of those paranoia films with Frank Sinatra. Yeah, Lawrence Harvey. Uh, that they delayed release of. Because uh, Kennedy. Oh, because of the Kennedy yeah. assassination. Yeah. And Frankenheimer, who John Frankenheimer, who directed that, was also a friend of the Kennedy family. Yeah. So uh, 
it's a very, very strange film. It's a very dark film, um, uh, a must-see. I, I really went down the rabbit hole researching it today and uh, the, the whole Sirhan Sirhan thing and then the, the, the pantry and you know about yeah. the supposedly some people believe that Sirhan did not commit the assassination yeah, at all. Uh, forget it. That'll always be. Yeah, that, that he was, that there's a theory that he was shot from the rear by a security guard named uh, Thane Caesar. But that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. No, he was shot by Sid Caesar. Sid Caesar. Yes. <laughs> And the second gunman was uh, Howard Morris. Yes. We just jumped the shark on that one. The year is 1974. It's a, a terrific film, uh, and, and of that genre that we talk about a lot, political thrillers of the 70s. And without giving away too much of the parallax view, uh, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway get shot. Really? At the end, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Slow motion with as Denver Pyle looks on. Yes. Do you remember Denver Pyle? Yes. And Bonnie and Clyde? <laughs> Didn't Denver Pyle also appear a lot on the Andy Griffith He did. Show? He yeah. was uh, an uh, old man darling. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> we can free associate the look on Dara's face. <laughs> I love Denver Pyle. But oh, that's a whole yeah. other show. We'll do a Denver Pyle obsession show. So Parallax View is my movie. And and my movie was is the last detail with Jack Nicholson and Randy Quaid, who I'd love to have on the podcast. Oh my God! Sh- yeah. Should we try? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's gonna. I think getting Rand. If I said I'm gonna get Randy Quaid, Gary Busey would say, "Oh, I don't know." <laughs> oh, stay away from that. <laughs> He he scares me. <laughs> would you prefer if I offered you uh, Randy Quaid or Papillon Susu? Who would you pick for the uh, show? Oh God! Well, Papillon Susu. Of course, yes, of course, yeah, yes. yeah. But, she's, she's number one on the list. Yeah, but maybe the police can bring in Randy Quaid. <laughs> I like when Randy Quaid went to Canada yeah. to hide out. And the first thing he did in Canada was call a press conference <laughs> he was to announce I'm hiding in Canada. <laughs> okay. And I, I thought somehow he doesn't quite have his finger on this. Oh, God. So Randy Quaid and Pappy on Susu, hopefully yes. two future guests. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> sessions.